Hey guys, welcome to Do It For The Process. This is the episode you've all been waiting for. I know you've been waiting for it because I've gotten some DMs about it. I've gotten some emails about it. I know that you're excited about it. And those of you that watch the video series, you've gotten a head start. So if that's you, congratulations. Re-listen to this because I guarantee you need to hear it again. This episode is golden. And how do I know that? I know that because I recorded this episode a couple of weeks ago as a part of my Share the Work video series. Share the Work is a video series that I created for my entrepreneur friends, my creative friends, my artists, people that need to know how to share their work in the world beautifully and boldly and without any squeamish weirdness around marketing, you know, all the things that I love. And this episode, I honestly, I sketched a pretty good outline. Like I had my notes, I knew what I was going to say, but then I kept just talking and honestly giving away some amazing content. Basically, in this episode, I get into the five ways I would market my work if I could only choose five ways to market my work. And thankfully, we can choose a million ways. We're not limited. We can do anything. We're free. Awesome. But if I were only to choose five ways to share my work in the world, it would be these five. And I think they might surprise you. They're not what you might expect. I titled this episode, Five Ways to Share Your Work to Get the Attention of Collectors, because honestly, that is what you're going to do if you follow these tips. You will attract collectors to your work. And honestly, it'll feel kind of like magic. It's absolutely not magic. You're pouring in a ton of work, a ton of energy, a ton of thought, a lot of care, a lot of consideration and wisdom, but it will seem like effortless magic from the outside, which is always the goal. Am I right? This whole thing leads right into what happens next Tuesday. Do you know? Do you know? Making artwork opens for enrollment next Tuesday. Tuesday, February 18th. I am very excited to open the doors to this course once again. It opens only once per year. Last year, 400 students went through the course and changed their lives. Businesses are thriving. People are actually profitable in their creative work. Artists are no longer starving. Can I get an amen? People are retiring their husbands. They are tripling their incomes. They're having their best holiday seasons in sales ever. They are doing things that they never thought they would do. They're offering things they never thought they could offer. But what happens is when you hear someone tell you your work is good, your work deserves to be seen and deserves to be heard. And here's how you show it. Here's how you share it. Here's an exact method for bringing your work to the world. What happens is they do and they do it beautifully and they show up boldly because they have the confidence they need to let their work shine and that brings me more joy than pretty much anything else on earth so if that sounds like something you're interested in go to emilyjeffordslearn.com click on making artwork and you can check out all the details See if it's a good fit for you. See if it's a good fit for your work. If you would like to email me and ask me questions, I am more than happy to answer your questions. If you want to pop into my DMs, I'm replying to DMs with video text these days because I'm getting so many and a video is often easier and faster. So I prefer to send videos. So I'll send you a video DM. It'll be great. The doors to the course close on February 25th, which is just around the corner. So 
do consider it. Make up your mind. And if you would love to join us, I would love to meet you and your work and get to know you and help you thrive in this space. It's going to be amazing. Okay, for today, let's get into the five ways you can share your work and get the attention of collectors. Now, as I said in the past, this is the audio version of a video. The video is recorded in my living room, which is a very beautiful room, hardwood floors, high ceilings, a piano, books, all the things. But the audio version is not quite as cozy as this pillow fort that I'm currently sitting in in my baby's bedroom. So because of that, it will sound a bit bigger, a bit um, more, more echo, a little bit more distance between me and the mic, but the content is 100% worth listening to regardless of the audio issue. If you prefer to watch the video, if that might help you, you know, receive the information better, you can both see it and hear it and read the content. Go to emilyjeffordslearn.com and click on share the work. There's a video series. It's totally free. It's totally beautiful. I'm a big fan. You can check it out there. All right, for today, let's get into the good stuff. Hello, welcome back to the Share the Work series. I'm so happy you're here. So far, we've talked about ways to share your work online how to know if your art is worth selling. And today I'm gonna to be sharing five very practical tips you can use to attract your ideal collectors. All right, we're gonna dive right in. Before we get started though, I want to invite you to next week's challenge. It begins on February 12th and I'm so excited about it. It's totally free, it's really actionable and it'll give you a chance to practice some of the skills that we talk about today. Um, I'm going to be offering advice, things that I've learned along the way, things that I personally do in my creative practice. It's going to be amazing. Seven days of actionable, bite-sized things that you can do to change how your work is showing up in the world, to change how your collectors see your work for the better, of course. All these are going to be really actionable improvements that you can make. It leads right into my signature course, Making Art Work, which opens for enrollment on the 18th. Enrollment closes the 25th and will be closed all year until 2021. So if you're interested in learning more about that, I recommend that you go to emilyjeffordslearn.com. Check it out, all the information is there. You can get a taste of how the course was gonna feel, what's inside of it, and see if it's a good fit for you. All right, let's get into today's lesson. Five super practical, actionable tips that you can take to support your work in the world. Number one is to begin an email list. Now, this is something that online marketers love to talk about, but it also really applies to the creative world, and it's something that has dramatically impacted my business since I began my email list in 2012. I highly recommend that you take this step now, even if you have no subscribers, even if you have 100, I'm gonna offer you some advice to attract people to your list and to make it really beautiful once they get there. So create a studio email list. Now this is a dedicated list for people that are interested in your work and in your creative process and practice, things that you're offering to the world. This is not your Gmail list of all of your contacts. This is not um, a list that you collect and you know just kind of spam people. These people have opted in. They're saying, yeah, I wanna hear from you. I wanna see what you have to say. I wanna see what you're making. What are you sharing? So they've chosen to join your list. So create a really beautiful and really special space for them. 
Now, once you have your list, create a welcome sequence. This can be a collection of two or five or even up to 10 or more emails that all automatically send to your subscribers when they join a certain segment or a certain list or however you set it up within your provider. So the way that I have one of mine set up, I have several different, different flows of this. Someone joins my email list and then they get a welcome email saying, hey, I'm Emily, uh, thank you for subscribing, here's what I do, here's what you can expect, here's you know, kind of a bit of my vibe. The next email might be a story, or it might be a look inside of my studio, or a bit behind my process, or um, you know, just different ways of letting people get to know me a little bit better. One of my favorite things to do is before a collection launch, I'll share the behind the scenes of the collection creation. So things like the colors, the palettes, the, the canvases stacking up by the door, um, my kid running around you know, with his paintbrush, all these things that go into my creative process. They love seeing that. And it's so enjoyable for me to share that kind of behind the scenes reflection because it allows me to also remember how beautiful and how special this career is and how beautiful and special each day in and day out is. No matter how mundane it might seem in the moment, it is beautiful and it's so worth remembering and celebrating that beauty. Another thing that I love doing is to send early access to my subscribers. So they get early access to collections or to different products or case in point, I sell ornaments every December. They sell out in a matter of minutes. My first collection was 140 ornaments and it sold out in under 12 minutes. The second collection happened about two weeks later. I only offered that collection to my email subscribers. That way that group was self-selected. They were very, it's a smaller group. You know, my whole audience online is over a hundred thousand people, but my email subscribers are much, it's a much smaller pool, much smaller collection of people. And they said, I'm really interested. I really want to get a chance at getting one of these. So I only released that collection of ornaments to the email subscribers. In the past, I've also done things like I'll have my email subscribers get a one day, 24 hour um, preview or access, depending on how you want to work it. So they get early access or they get to preview the pieces early, kind of sit with them quietly without feeling rushed to buy right away. Um, I love doing both of those things for sure. Remember, if your list is small, that's actually a very good thing because most of the time you're paying for each subscriber on your list. And as your list grows, those subscribers become a little bit less in love and a little bit less devoted to you because you're reaching a more, a broader scope of people, a more mass of people. But at the beginning, when your list is small, you are reaching certain people that have said, I really like you. I love what you're doing. I love how you're showing up. I love your work. I'm super interested in getting to know you. They're not just following you and not just subscribing because you're popular or because you have this huge mass of people and they want to join the club. That's actually not as effective. You actually love, I, I personally love that smaller devoted, um, very intentional list. It's actually a really, really good thing. So if your list is small, don't ignore them. They're not invaluable. They are super valuable. They're super um, worth your time and energy because they're here for you and they love you and they want to show up for you. All right, moving on from email list, Instagram. Show up on Instagram as a fine artist. Now, what do I mean by this? It's easy to go on Instagram and share your life to share your inspiration, to share the things that you're eating and the places that you're going and all the things you're doing. 
But unless you're showing up specifically as a fine artist, your audience is going to be confused. They're not going to have an incentive to follow you unless they already know you and they already are your friends in real life. That's lovely. If you can show up as a very specific voice, a very specific vision, and with your work first and foremost on your feed, you're going to attract people that are interested in your art. That's incredibly valuable for creative entrepreneurs. A great example of this is my friend, Lorianne Gonzalez. She grew her email list by thousands of people this past year because she was very specific about showing up as a fine artist. And I've loved watching her grow. She recently reached over 10,000 um, followers. She's doing incredibly well. Go follow her because the way that she shows up with her work is very impactful and her audience loves her. Now, there are so many things I could say about Instagram marketing, and I do, I do go into great detail in the course, and we talk about it extensively. But really quickly, I want to give you the most important tips that I can give you right now. Number one, share your work beautifully. If your work is being photographed or shared, or, or if the messaging around it isn't beautiful and effective and attractive, you're not going to attract people. That makes sense, right? You want to share it in a way that elevates your work. Share it in a way that makes your work special, that makes your work stand out. This goes into the styling, the things that are the props around your work. If you have a flat lay, um, the room that your work is shown in, the way that you contrast the colors and, um, yeah, all the things that go around your work matter just as much as the work itself in Instagram. Leading right along to that is photography. Your photography needs to be phenomenal. If you photograph something poorly, it will read as invaluable. Now, I always say you can take a great photo with your iPhone. And again, we talk about that in the course, like actual iPhone photography, iPhone presets, how to set up, you know, all that for success. But I also recommend using the camera that works best for you. So if you feel more comfortable with a real camera and that's how you take the best photos, great. If you feel more comfortable hiring a photographer and having them take amazing photos for you, that's perfect. If an iPhone feels natural and you can take a great photo with that, then do that. Whatever you can do to get a beautiful photo, that's what you should do, especially when photographing your artwork because you want to elevate and add value to your work at every turn. The next tip is to share your work regularly. Now I know this might sound really simple, but this is so powerful and is a mistake that I see so many artists making. It can be more fun to share things that are less vulnerable, like perhaps your trips or some flowers or the food that you're enjoying or your child, things that feel less tied to you and to your creative output, because that can be a very vulnerable experience. However, if you don't share your work at least once out of every six photos, people coming to your feed aren't going to know you're an artist. So I always say that at least one out of every six photos. So when you go to your phone and you look at someone's grid, do you see artwork right up front? One out of those top six images. If not, you're probably not going to think they're an artist. You're going to think that they're just a creative loving person and they love to travel and they love whatever you happen to see on their feed. If you do see at least one piece of artwork, your interest is going to be a little bit intrigued and you're going to want to dig and find out more. So put your artwork in at least one out of every six, if not two or three out of every six images. Okay, we could talk about Instagram for hours and hours. And in fact, we do in making artwork. So if you need more, that's the place to get it for sure. I want to move on to Pinterest now. Pinterest is incredible for creatives, incredible for fine artists specifically. If you're not using Pinterest, start that today. It's amazing. 
Um, the benefit of Pinterest is a pin matures over time. So while Instagram is very instant and when you post that image, it's popular and then it fades, Pinterest is the opposite of that. So Pinterest, when you pin an image, it's not popular and then it grows in popularity as the pin matures and it gets repinned and reshared and put on people's boards and it kind of tumbles around Pinterest, creating the snowball effect of popularity and of growth. A great example of this is I joined Pinterest in 2011. Very, very beginning stages of Pinterest. It was very small and intimate. I pinned a painting that I created during my painting a day challenge back in 2010. It was a great, uh, it was a fine painting. It was a fine painting. I personally don't love it anymore. Although that pin still has so many repins, it's amazing. But what happens is because Pinterest grows in popularity and your pin gets more and more eyes on it as it sits in Pinterest and tumbles around a bit, like I said, that pin gets more attention as time passes, which means that I got so many requests for that painting in my, in my Etsy messages and my email. People found me on Facebook and asked if it was still available. They found me on Instagram when that was finally available in 2011. So because this thing happens where it matures and it gets more popular as time passes, what you're going to find is people find your pin, want that thing, which is probably sold by now. Like that painting had sold, you know, a couple of years ago in some cases, but I got commissions out of it, or I got to sell prints that were similar in style to that piece of artwork. I think it led to at least five or six commissions that were inspired by similar colors or a similar, similar feeling to that piece of artwork. So while it may be a little bit counterintuitive to send something into the world and expect to wait on results, it's actually a very good thing for your longevity. And it's kind of providing a security blanket for the future when you pin something now. So go for it. A couple of practical tips, pin your work directly from a listing or from your blog post or from your website, wherever your pin or like that, wherever that image might be living now, pin it from that spot directly. Um, another great idea is to pin your Instagram posts. Like I said, that Instagram post is popular at the beginning, has a lot of eyes on it at the beginning. And then as time passes, those eyes dwindle and it gets fewer and fewer, you know, bits of engagement. People don't see it as often. So because that content is so beautiful and it's so rich and so full of, of, you know, depth, pin that image and that caption to Pinterest and let it kind of tumble around there and get more and more views and more eyes. Let it mature on Pinterest. Okay. Let's move on from social media in general. Let's go offline. Let's go way more person to person, connection to connection. I would love to encourage all of my fine artists, all of my people that make things that can hang on a wall, whatever that might be for you. I would love for you to work with designers. Now this could spread to wallpaper. This could spread to textiles for your home. This could be wall hangings. This can be paintings or prints. Um, things that can decorate a home easily. I want you to reach out to interior designers. Now, why do I encourage this? It seems very old school, very slow, very, you know, that relationship takes time to mature, time to come to fruition. Exactly, exactly. You're creating a relationship and relationships are everything in this business. 
Reach out to designers in your local community and offer them a trade discount. Now, reaching out to designers, this could be an email, this could be a postcard, this could be an invitation to a show, this could be an invitation to come see your gallery or your studio. Create something that gets their interest, gets their attention, and then offer them, you know, hey, I know that you're a designer, I would love to work with you. I offer designers a 10 to 20% discount. You can decide what number that means for you um, on whatever you want to offer them. I guarantee that if your work is good, if your work fits their aesthetic, which do some research there first, of course, that's gonna be an easy yes for them because they want to make their clients happy. You are in the business of creating beauty and things that are valuable, which makes people happy. So they can help you market your work. They get a little commission. They're happy, you're happy. It's a win-win all around. In that same vein of going offline, let's talk about ways to share your work off the internet. Now, don't get me wrong, I love the internet and most of my business is done on the internet. I sell artwork to collectors all around the globe, which I couldn't do if it was just me, you know, person to person. The internet has let me really shine, really share my work broadly and extensively around the globe. And I love that. However, that's not how I began. I began with in-person, um, human to human, looking me in the eye, what do you think? How do you feel? What are you into? That kind of feedback, that kind of connection is so powerful. Offline connections are worth at least 10 online connections. Think about it. When you walk through an art show or when you walk through a gallery or when you walk through a craft fair and you see the maker, you, see, you don't even have to talk to them. You just see their presence. You see their brand. You see what they've made. You see their face. That's so much more impactful than just scrolling through Instagram and happening upon a nice pot. And you know, you don't get to know that person. When you're in person with somebody, whether it's at one of those shows I mentioned, like a craft fair or an art show or um, you know anything that's that's human to human connection, you have a chance of sharing both yourself, your work, and this fuller vision of what you're creating with your whole brand vibe, the way that your booth feels, the way that the gallery feels when you walk in, the flowers that you include next to your work when you're displaying in person somewhere, um, how you frame things, how things look in real life, that beautiful, um, the way that a painting looks in real life, it's so hard to capture that and put that on a shiny screen, but when you're with it in person, it can really soak into your soul and you can fall in love with it. And that's something that you can't replace with online marketing as much as I try. If in-person marketing makes you feel a little bit squeamish, let me encourage you to get over that. It's so worth it. I, let me tell you a secret. <laughs> When I do in-person events, I put on a persona. I become Emily Jeffords the artist. Now, Emily Jeffords the human would love to just sit in the corner and not talk to anybody and drink a glass of wine and eat some little munchies and go away. That's, that's what I do when I'm in my natural state. When I'm Emily the artist, I say hello. I engage in conversation. I have something that I've already queued up in my head that I'm going to ask them to do. Either take a card or sign up for my email newsletter or enter a giveaway or read my artist statement or something that I can say, I don't know what to say. Here's what I do when I don't know what to say. Does that make sense? Give yourself a script or something that you're going to rely on in that moment when you might feel awkward. It's so worth it to be in person and don't let fear get in the way of that connection. That connection is so valuable. Be warm and welcoming, represent your work beautifully and boldly, and be ready to welcome new people into your community. 
Okay, those are five tips for bringing your work to the world effectively and meeting your new collectors. Just a little refresher and let's go through them again. Share your work via email really beautifully and effectively. Show up on Instagram as a fine artist. Use Pinterest for that long-term marketing plan. Work with designers and show up in person as often as you can. I hope these have been encouraging and inspiring for you. I can't wait to hear how you make your business shine even more in 2020. Now, like I said, I'd love for you to join the challenge next week. It begins February 12th. You don't have to be there every day, but I really encourage you to take just 15 or 30 minutes with us every day if you can. It's really going to change the way that you bring your work to the world. And we're going to dive into these, these concepts a little bit deeper. We'll talk about photography. We'll talk about how to talk about your work in written format. We're going to talk about when and how and where to share your work. And we're going to do it all together, which is going to be so fun and so beautiful to see. That begins February 12th, RSVP right below. And if you wouldn't mind, I would love for you to share this whole video series on your Instagram stories. There's a little button you can click down below that will allow you to download some images that you can share with your audience. I would be so grateful. That would be, that would mean the world to me. Thank you so much for doing that. And again, if you'd like to learn more about making artwork, the course that opens for enrollment on February 18th, I would love for you to soak up some information to sit with it for a bit, to see if it feels right for you. Go to emilyjeffordslearn.com and get all the information there. I cannot wait to see you inside. It's going to be literally life-changing and empowering for you and for your business. All right, that's all for now. Oh my gosh, I hope you got as much out of that as I did. Honestly, just walking through that process and thinking through what would I honestly recommend to somebody if they had to channel their energies in only five directions? Just thinking through that process gave me so much clarity that, yes, this is the right path. Yes, I know that what I'm doing here matters, that my efforts are worth the energy. And just, it was so reaffirming to me. And I hope it was also both affirming to you and also offered you, offered you some legitimate direction and clarity and perspective as you pursue your creative work and your creative journey and bring your work to the world as big and beautifully as you possibly can. Do not hold your work back. Do not hold your creativity back. It wants to shine. It is aching and begging you to let it be radiant let it take up space in the world. Let it be important. I love thinking about my artwork as something that lives outside of myself, outside of my body and my house and my limitations and, you know, daily life. It's daily life is beautiful and it's wonderful, but it is constraining, you know, like I have piles of laundry and dishes and kids and a lawn that needs to be raked and all the things. And yet my art lives outside of all of that. It lives beyond all of that. It can reach people outside of my sphere of influence, outside of my friend group and my acquaintances and my Instagram followers. It can reach so much further than I can on my own. That is so important and that is so, so beautiful. And that it's worth channeling some energy. It's worth giving some effort to. It's worth investing some time and resources into. And that's just so, so beautiful. Hey, one last thing. I know that in the recording of this podcast episode, I asked the viewers to share a photo that I included in the bottom of the, of the video. There was some text and some links and some things to click, you know, all that beautiful stuff. 
in this podcast version, there's obviously not that visual component, but I would love it if you would share this episode in your Instagram stories. It's so full of goodness and so full of things that your other creative entrepreneur friends need to know about. It would be really kind and and wonderful if you would share that with them and it would do me a great favor as well. So if you wouldn't mind, share just a screenshot or whatever you'd like, share a video of you painting in your studio and listening to this episode and, and tag me in that. I would love to see what you're doing while you listen. That'd be really, really fun for me. Again, tag Emily underscore Jeffords. That would be a delight. Thank you so much. All right. I will see you guys back here on Tuesday. On Tuesday, we're talking about the five lies that creatives believe and the five ways that we can overcome those blocks. And this conversation is incredible. Like I said, around the seven minute mark of the video audio recording, you know, the whole weird thing that we're doing here, we begin talking about something that is so transformative for your business. We break apart how to discern where the issues are in your sales. If you're not seeing the sales that you'd like, whether you are not getting any sales, you're seeing a decline in sales, you're feeling a decline or a lack of engagement with your audience, we break apart exactly how to figure out where that's coming from and how to fix that issue. And it's so, so empowering. So make sure you come back on Tuesday, Tuesday the 18th, which is also the day that Making Art Work opens for enrollment, as I've said probably 500 times in the last two days. Making Art Work opens for enrollment February 18th, and I could not be more thrilled very, very excited to welcome a new round of students into this year's course. It only opens once a year. It is an investment of time, energy, and money, but you will see a 10,000% return on investment. I guarantee you that is so true. It's been true for the students in the past. It will be true again for you. In fact, this year's content is even better and fresher and fuller, and we're really excited about these changes we're making. So be sure to check it out beforehand and be sure to enroll on February 18th. There's some great early bird events and specials and things that you can sign up for. And it's going to be, it's going to be really great. Okay. Come back then. I'll see you on Tuesday. Bye.